Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this special HR company profile, we're going to hear from Scott Bissessar, founder and CEO at ChangeView. Scott has held senior global change leadership roles at Royal Dutch Shell's Upstream HQ in the Netherlands, Gold Associates, and Anderson Consulting. He has also led major change implementations and advised in public, private, and non-for-profit organizations such as DHL, ABB, Glax Welcome, Arkla Mittal, Fannie Mae, The World Bank, and many private internet startup and family-run companies. Scott holds an MA in organizational behavior and an MBA, where he has also been advisor on leadership and change implementation for the past two decades. Scott, welcome to the show. Hi, Bill. Great to be here, and thank you for hosting us on your HR Gazette community. So firstly, Scott, beyond my wee introduction there, please tell our listeners a bit more about yourself, your career background prior to ChangeView, and what your role is at ChangeView as well. Uh, my experience is technology and corporate finance, uh, both as a line leader and also as a consultant. And my experience is a mix of large organizations. So I spent like 15 years at Anderson Consulting and Shell, but I've also led successful tech startups. And I'm currently now uh, moved into board work, and I'm, I'm a board member at large not-for-profits and, and, and government organizations. I think the combination of business strategy uh, combined with the grounding in individual team and organizational behavior has proved extremely helpful in my consulting work uh, in change and transformation. Now, listeners, this is actually uh, the first in a two-part interview. And this, this first part is going to focus on uh, more the consultancy side of, of change view before we then, in the second interview, focus on this exciting new digital change implementation platform from ChangeView. So it, with that in mind, Scott, please tell our listeners about ChangeView as, as a consultancy, what, what it does and what makes it unique. Well, the consulting and advisory side uh, uh, is that we bring depth in large-scale change implementation, and we do that in basically two fr- fronts, two, two groupings. First, is the experienced change practitioners. So most of the, all of the people on our team are over 20 years experience in the field and have held uh, line leadership roles as well as consulting roles. Uh, and second, we're at the forefront of, of what I would call the change in change itself. So change itself is changing as a space. Um, and that's where the digital, the move to digitalization and, the, and, and our digital platform, which we'll speak about uh, later uh, is all about. What I think sets us apart is our ability to create dynamic alignment in complex change and enabling clients to create their own unique success path. But the result is to create more successful change, more change-capable people in the organization, and do that while delivering uh, an overall lower total cost of ownership. So that's the consultancy side. I think if I talk about change you and what makes it unique, uh, I think there are three aspects that taken together make us unique. And so sort of all three, you know, come combined, right? So one is the global resources. Second is our change return dashboard uh, and our digital platform. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. And we're certainly going to do a deeper dive in, into the technology side of change view in part two of, uh, of, of this podcast listeners. But for now, I'd, I'd like you to uh, continue down, down that path. There. You gave a great overview just a second ago, but specifically, Scott, what problems are you addressing and how do you help your clients? 
you know, essentially we're trying to help clients be more successful more consistently when they're implementing change. So we find our, ourselves often helping clients with understanding uh, when, when you're looking at that, what is the uh, what are the elements of the risk puzzle that you're looking at? So where are your opportunities for leverage? And our specific, um, I think our, our specific thrust is in the what we call the people risk component of the change and what they need to do to enable the success of their situation given their 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 particular challenges in the people risk areas. Of course, it's always different, right? Each situation is unique, but there are also certain themes that cut across our work. I think there's two aspects that I'd like to pull out uh, to answer your question, uh, Bill. The first is uh, understanding the context of the change, so working with our client uh, to understand their change context, and I'm going to come back to that in a second. And the second is understanding that there is a success profile. It's this idea that there is a unique path that enables the change that's being considered to be implemented successfully. It's not a formula. It's a unique journey that each client undertakes. So let me take those two uh, uh, together, the first one being the context. Um, We have created a way for clients to think through their change and understand the important framing elements for their change. So in other words, these are things like what's the environment risk? How can that be framed? How can that be quantified, right? What is the level of disruption that we're all experiencing today and how do you quantify that or at least identify the, the weighted pieces of what are, what are the biggest pieces of the disruption that's gonna uh, anticipate, that you can anticipate, right? Um, and if you're not qu- equipped to do that, things can get messy very quickly and then it's kind of hard to figure out what to do about things because the, the, the mess happens quickly and then you're trying to deal with the mess, right? So that's the first piece is the context and, and bringing some data yeah, and data-driven thinking to that. The second one is our approach to implementation, which I covered uh, a second ago. And, and here we enter this fray uh, of what everybody is struggling with, and, I, and, and we do as well, which is this incredible mass of data on why change is so difficult. I mean, there's tons of articles out there, right? Tons of data. You can see them on a, on a really regular basis if you looked at LinkedIn and, and, uh, and Twitter and all the different feeds that you have. Uh, I'm sure most of your audience is familiar with Cotter's eight errors in change implementation. So there's an example, right? You're, you've also uh, people out there, I'm sure, have also heard of this famous 70% uh, change failure rate. Um, those are examples, right, of, of, of the implementation challenge and, and, and bringing data to that, to that uh, piece to describe how difficult it is. At ChangeView, we think that that data, hmm, I'm not sure it's wrong, but I would say it could be misleading. So, in fact, if you go around trying to address the issues raised by them in your change, you don't necessarily get any better at the change. You get better at saying what, what's not possible to do or what you shouldn't do. What we do at ChangeView is look at what makes organizations successful when they implement change. And here is the critical data point that's often overlooked when you look at things that way. A little tidbit for you, right? Uh, for companies that are successful in implementing change, very often, uh, the, their realized returns actually exceed expectations. So just think about that for a second, right? It's not the 70% failure rate and we're going to lump ourselves into that bucket. It's that there's opportunities to actually deliver what you're expected to deliver and exceed that. That, that, that kind of thinking and that kind of data is often overlooked, right, with that massive of, of, uh, da- uh, data on the failure of change. Uh, our listeners uh, are out there and maybe some of them the more skeptical ones are like, okay, sounds great, but uh, ChangeView is not the only company out there that does does what you what you've just explained there. Um, so maybe you can you can help them understand a bit more about 
How are your solutions different from traditional change consulting services? What we, what we do at ChangeView is create an implementation profile that suggests what your success path looks like, and that's done together with the client. So that's the first thing. Second, we then provide you the data, the dashboards, and the analytics required to steer the organization, and that's from a portfolio level right down through to the initiative and team level, so that they can steer themselves through the change and also reconnect with the larger portfolio team at uh, different points during the journey. Uh, and third, and this is what we think a huge differentiator is, is the data is actually what's critical in this story. So bringing the, the, the current data from the organization, and, and here what I mean is differentiating that data from a, a, a data set that comes from, let's say, a historical set of uh, benchmark indicators, that current data and the ability to triage that and look at it uh, in, in real time is actually a differentiator. And, and our data platform, which we'll talk about later, is, is set up to do that. So we, we provide that data set to the organization, enable it to be compared to the wider data set that we then own, and have the organization be in a better position to have real-time inputs and updates on that. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's pretty compelling. Let's, uh, let's get into a specific case study or two, if that's okay. Can you offer any examples of, of projects and, and the results? And how did you help HR pros and leaders? Let me give you a, a sort of a typical experience that we get. Just had this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, a senior team is putting together their change portfolio. So they get together, they're all over the place, they're all over the world, they're running around, there's 400 things on their agendas, you know, the typical situation. And they're trying to organize not only themselves, but the, the team around what it is that they need to do to set this thing up to get, to get it going and be successful. In, in, in the example I'm going to give you, uh, they've been, at, they, they usually have been at this about two, three or four months, right? So they find that they're going along, <laughs> they're trying to get stuff done. They're not, maybe not, they're reluctant to, to, to admit that it's a, it's a challenge and that, you know, they don't, they're, they're having, they're struggling with it. So there is that element in there. Here's the quote that I got that I can share with you that sums up what we're able to do. And it came straight from the CEO of the, of, uh, of the, this recent engagement that we're at, but I've had it a couple of times. Um, and the quote is this, we've been trying to do this for the last few months, and in a matter of 48 hours, so two meetings over a couple of days, you've moved us further ahead than we have gone collectively over that time. So for me, Bill, in a nutshell, that summarizes a, a, a huge transfer of value through the processes that we use. And, and it happens at the beginning of implementation uh, sessions, but it can also happen halfway down the implementation path. So it doesn't really doesn't really matter exactly you know exactly where you are in your change, but the what 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 the CEO was referring to is our ability to bring some calm and some context and some method and process to the to the complexity of the change uh, challenge. I think one thing that we really need to be clear on is what evidence is there that change views approach works? Can you just sort of really drill that home for us before we uh, before we wrap up, wrap up for today and, uh, and and offer opportunities for our listeners to learn more? I think it boils down to the client experience from using the process. So there's there's data that comes out of our process and let me just describe that for a second. Our since our approach involves turning change implementation uh, into a risk assessment and mitigation exercise. There, there's data that's generated by definition in, 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 in the approach that we bring to the implementation problem. So that's point number one. In, in that process, we involve several steps that involve the organization's individuals and teams that are running the initiative or portfolios that are under examination. 
that process and, and those the, which involve data gathering and uh, assessment pieces shows that in nearly every iteration of the risk assessment process, there is a substantial measurable gain in alignment that directly impacts the ability of the team to move forward. And you don't have to believe me, that's, that's what the model tends to show. So over time, what we see is that teams do this process, this risk assessment process with us, get themselves aligned. And because there, there's a dual loop on that process, you have a baseline and you have a second measurement. And like I said before, you know, 99 times out of 100, what you end up seeing is there's a, there's a, a measurable gain in the alignment of the team in that, in that exercise. It sounds maybe a little innocuous, but it's, it's incredibly important because this alignment piece is not just in the air alignment. It's alignment around what are the risks in our implementation and what are the mitigation actions that we need to take and we have to align on those. So that, that ability to do that creates a lot of uh, value for the organization and for the team because you can do that dynamically as things change. Why, why does that work? I, you know, my, my take on why it works is that it gives clients the parameters to make the decision. Right? So they're able to identify success factors and align on those success factors. And then in a second stage, identify what the mitigation actions are for the, the, to the challenge that they're facing. And I think the emphasis is on that second set of data. It's not the factors themselves, Bill, that are important. It's the data that comes from integrating the views of the people that are involved in the change. So their viewpoints are the ones that are integrated and brought in. I'm sure your audience is familiar with this uh, idea that if I tell you something in a situation and have you do it, that's one way of learning or, or, or doing something. But if you experience doing that same thing for yourself and coming up with a solution, that's another thing entirely. And, and it's that difference that I'm pointing to and what our, our approach brings, right? Second part is critical. It's extremely difficult to do because of the risk of exposure that comes from expressing your views inside an organization, right? I mean, very few people put their hands up to say, you know, here's what I think um, right off the bat. They tend to sit back a little bit and make sure it's safe, and then they'll bring their views, and I think that's a natural human function. Um, but uh, because our platform enables people to maintain a sense of confidentiality around who said what, that enables those views to get expressed, which is critical. And now that people are safe, they actually say a little bit closer to what they really think. So you get good data out of that exchange, and then you're able to make much better store, uh, decisions as a result. And this is over above uh, doing things like NPS scores and pulse checks and stakeholder engagement things. Those take a lot longer uh, time to do. And the, the, the generic nature of that data is, is not as helpful as the specific stuff that we're looking at when we look at risk factors. So in summary, we provide a safe way for the organization's people to drive the change. And when that happens, our method shows that clients experience consistent gains in their ability to align and execute on, on their, their change actions. We are now almost at the end of this first part in the two-part interview with you, Scott. So before we do wrap up for today, how can our listeners connect with you and how also can they learn more about ChangeView? Super. Well, you know, before I get to that, thank you so much, Bill. I would really enjoy doing this. It's uh it's uh, something new and novel, but I think it's been a fantastic experience. So thank you for, for providing us the opportunity to do this. And I guess in closing, we, we, we'd love to hear from your listeners, right? I mean, they've listened to what I've uh, blah, blah about and, and given you my perspective on if they have a different uh, experience. We'd obviously love to hear from that from them around that. 
and to, to share some of the observations that they've that they've come away with. Um, what what they can do is uh, contact us. So we've got a, a hello at changeview.com, and that's changeview spelled change with a v u uh, altogether. So changeview.com, hello at changeview.com, and you can quote the HR Gazette podcast and, and send us a mail and let us know that uh, you're interested in, in following on the conversation. And obviously, the other thing you can do is if you're uh, up for it, take a look at our website, uh, www.changeview.com, and take a look at the, the uh, data that we've got there and, and also get in touch with us. So uh, I think those are the two ways we could we could follow up with your listeners. Okay. Well, that just leaves me to say, Scott, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Super, Bill. Thanks again. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast. Brought to you by the HR Gazette.